Hello, my love. Welcome to The Goddess Given Truth. This is Jess Williams. I am your host of the show. And really on this show, we just talk about topics that really need to be heard from humanity today. We don't really do interviews. We come on and we have open, powerful discussions that are free and intimate and deeply connected. And as your sex, love, relationship coach, as your somatic healer, my deepest intention for you is that you live a life aligned with your most authentic self. The only thing I care about is that you feel connected to you, your sense of boundaries, your sense of desire, and you can really feel completely liberated in living the life that you want to live, the one that brings you so much joy and wholeness. And uh, today I'm actually sharing about a pretty intense topic. So bear with me. This can be, this is honestly like a really complex situation that I see happening in relationships. I've experienced it in my partnership. I've experienced it in my past partnership. I've been witnessing it in other relationships It's a really painful experience, so something that I want to share is that, just bear with me, this might bring up some stuff, it might feel really uncomfortable to hear, but my deepest intention for you is that you really understand that your relationship isn't just based off of God's divine timing or the universe's alignment, and I want you to understand that your relationship is common and there is a science to it and there is a very beautiful specific formula that can support you with getting out of this space this this stuck and stagnant space that we're going to be calling invisible divorce which is a term that i actually read about in a book called getting love you want and As I read it, I was just like, wow, yeah, this hits home. And since I've read it, I've learned so much in my teacher training and my certifications and the work that I've been doing and also just me deeply connecting with myself as I've been working through my relationships. And as I dive into this, I I really want you to know that I am a strong believer in long-term committed partnerships. Like I am a serial monogamist. I believe that men and women are designed to come together to heal each other and we do that when we fully commit and I believe it takes time to reach certain thresholds where in your partnership you're feeling so safe and it feels like your relationship is in a place that's trying to make you feel more intense but it's more of a space of softness and safety and i believe everyone deserves that i believe everyone deserves to have a relationship that feels healing instead of a space that feels intense and hard and stressful so yeah as i dive into this and as i'm explaining i invite you to just open your mind to new possibilities and new understandings about why we behave the way we behave and why our partners may be reacting the way they're reacting and why our relationship might have gotten to the space that it's in today. And I'm going to really bring you through a relationship process. Like I'm going to explain as a story 
what happens to us when we are in a space of what we're calling invisible divorce. And invisible divorce is when two people are still in relationship, but they're just so disconnected. They're feeling no sense of connection. They're even walking around with bitterness and resentment. They may have started to live completely separate lives, but they're still living in the same household. They're still fulfilling each other's certain needs. They're still sharing what we call a marriage on paper, but the connection and the intimacy and the desire to be around each other is completely gone. And if it's in a layer even deeper, just being around each other brings up stress and discomfort. So I'll start off by sharing that at the beginning of a relationship, when we're just dating, what we seek in a partner is our parents. We're either looking for the traits, the characteristics, the needs that we never got when we were children, that we're deeply desiring from some other person, or we're seeking for the traits and the experiences that we always got when we were a child. We're seeking for familiarity, right? Sometimes familiarity can mean abuse or challenging experiences too. It doesn't always mean the good stuff, right? And what happens when we're seeking for these external partnerships as, and we're, we're seeking for kind of the love that we never got or the love that we always had. And immediately what happens when we're in the relationship is at the beginning, there's not as much attachment, right? So there's more playful energy. You're just getting to know someone. You're not really expecting everything from them. And you also don't have a lot of life created on the foundation of the partnership. So there's a little more freedom at the beginning of the relationship. And that's what really gives you the ability to appreciate each other for your individual expression without needing to fully fulfill the other person's needs. And you're also in kind of like a testing ground at the beginning of a relationship, right? There's not so much severity or seriousness correlated to the idea that maybe this isn't going to work out, right? Maybe we aren't meant for each other. And biologically speaking, your nervous system isn't as attached to this figure, to this person. So at the beginning of the relationship, things feel a little more lighter and open. But as you start to commit to each other and as you start to get to know each other, right, you create your secret language that no one else understands. You start creating this different way to fulfill each other's needs and show each other love. You start creating these different ways to receive love and get your needs fulfilled. And if we're in a quote-unquote unconscious partnership, because I'm going to say quote-unquote unconscious because you can be conscious and still be missing layers of what I'm about to go into, and you can also be completely unconscious in terms of your partnership. And what I really see as a conscious partnership is you're aware that your reality is created by you. No one else is responsible for your experience other than yourself. 
you meditate, you're self-aware, you're willing to take responsibility, right? As for the opposing, like what I would say an unconscious relationship is there's a sense of victimhood, an inability to take responsibility for your own life, and there's blame, and there isn't an intention to consistently grow in the partnership, right? Like a conscious partnership, you're aware that this person is activating things within you. And when emotions come up, these are things that are meant to be looked at, right? A conscious partnership, conscious people in partnership understand that emotions and triggers aren't necessarily just their partner's fault, but their wounds within that we get to look at and we get to connect to. But what happens in a relationship when we have certain unconscious needs that start to come up. So let's say you're dating and you're having an amazing time and you're starting to really get to know each other and there's not so much attachment on who's right or wrong. And then you start to move into a more serious phase of the relationship where also your authentic self starts to show up more and who you truly are and what you truly desire starts to become more serious because you're starting to ask the question like, is this it? Is this my partner? Is this the one? And that's when the needs become deeper and the desires become deeper. And the the part of you who is tired of being surface level really wants to experience that deep level of fulfillment with your partner. And you start to desire things from the partnership. And maybe you ask for these desires and your partner isn't meeting them. Or you ask for these desires and your partner is declining to meet them. And vice versa. Your partner is asking for things from you that you don't want to give them. Or you forget to give them. And to really take it another layer deeper, there are certain needs that you have within you, whether it be a sense of security, a sense of unconditional love, a sense of being seen and witnessed for everything that you are, that you're desiring from your partner, but they literally can't give that to you, right? But if we're in an unconscious state or if it's an unconscious pattern or deeply subconscious pattern, it's hard to really realize this, especially when there are things that you deeply feel should be coming from someone else. And let me kind of backtrack here again that at the beginning, you started dating someone who reminded you of your parent. They had all the good traits that reminded you of the parent and all the missing traits that reminded you of your parent. So deep down, there's a part of your inner child who didn't have your needs met from your parent and we start expecting those needs to be met and fulfilled within the relationship and i'm going to bring this back later in the podcast but i really want to share what the next phase starts to happen that we kind of go into so we realize these needs aren't being met these experiences aren't being met maybe we start to have little arguments we're like oh you never hold space for me the way that 
I think is really important or you never put the clothes away the way that they should be put away or you never spend time with me. You never fully love and appreciate me for everything that I am, right? There's there's all these different needs and desires and conversations that we start to have and we start to feel hurt and we start to feel like our partners don't really care for us. And then it starts to create some friction. And what happens when this friction starts to be created is we're like, oh shit, every time I like express my desire or complain or demand something, my partner shuts down and I feel like a burden to them. Or every time I ask for my desire or complain or demand or or share something that I do or don't like, my partner gets really mad and triggered and pissed off and tells me that I'm wrong for desiring that. Right? So these little conversations that I'm talking about, there's tons of different types of topics. There's tons of different ways that they'll show up. But the the third phase of this experience is that you start to not want to express to each other because a it's not working it's just not fucking working and b it's creating more conflict it's creating more discomfort and more misunderstanding within each other so you slowly start to give up First, you give up mentally. You're like, okay, this is just not working. Maybe we need some space to take some time because like emotions might get out of hand. So you take some space mentally. And then you have this first layer around you. I like to to visualize it as this like red kind of layer that lives around your body. So every single time that you're in the kitchen or you're doing yard work or you're in a car ride, there's this energy you're in this negative state with your partner you're in a sense space of incompletion and any little conversation can start to trigger that and that's when you start to have like little tiny fights over the silliest things like the dish towel not being folded properly or the sponge not being squeezed out or um, like clothes being where they shouldn't be or the car not being parked the way it should be or the keys being in the wrong place, right? That's when you start to have these little silly arguments because there's like this layer of bitterness and resentment for each other for not receiving what you desire to receive out of the relationship. So now that we're here in the conversation, I want you to really realize that the core purpose of a partnership and a relationship is to receive each other's needs, is to receive, is to have your needs met, right? What other purpose would there be if you're together and you're not doing anything for each other, right? And we're going to go way, way deeper on this, so... (laughs) Because what I mean is you're not meant to just be in a relationship and take and take and get and get and get. But you're in a relationship to give and give and serve while trusting that you're going to be unconditionally served and supported at the same time. Okay, so we'll really get there. So right now we're in the phase of the relationship where there's needs not being met. There's 
emotions not being heard there's communication breakdown and then there's this sense of avoidance because you're like i if i try and connect with my partner i'm gonna get hurt and he's gonna get hurt and i feel like a burden or they're annoying me or the, all these different layers of blame start to show up like oh they're off doing their thing which i hate their thing like if they just stopped doing their thing then they'd spend more time with me or um he's off doing this thing with that person and it's because he doesn't actually make an effort to spend time with me blah 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 there's there's these layers of resentment that's bringing up stories in the partnership and what's truthfully happening is deep down in your body in your subconscious mind and in your nervous system Right, so let me remind you that this phase can happen like four months into a relationship. It can happen like 20 years into a relationship. Okay, this invisible divorce. It all depends on how good you've been on fulfilling each other's needs and hearing each other and serving each other and supporting each other. That's a lot of the work that I provide for people. I teach people how to communicate. I teach people how to have their needs met, how to set boundaries, how to heal their inner child, how to do shadow work, how to fulfill their own needs. There's a lot of powerful structure that can be added. And if you were lucky, you, you landed some of that structure. But if you weren't, then this could happen really early on or really later on. There's not really a specific number in terms of a timeline, and it's more just like phases that we can go in and out of. And when you're really in this third phase where you're avoiding each other in fear of causing more friction, sometimes the fear is as deep as divorce or breaking up. You're so terrified that by trying to solve these problems, it's going to cause even more friction and you're going to break up. And I want to remind you that this fear is one of the most healthiest fears you could possibly have. And this fear isn't just like an anxiety or a discomfort. To your nervous system, so without going into so much detail around attachment, I really want to explain that when you have a partner who has been fulfilling your needs... Maybe you share a bank account together. Maybe you share children together. Maybe you share a house together, right? Maybe your entire foundation of your life is built upon the collaboration of this partnership. If that's the case, then the mere idea of breaking up feels like death, right? It feels like your entire sense of safety in your body, in your finances, in your life, in your food, with your children, with your car, with your opportunities, with your job, with where you live, everything is threatened. So I want to remind you that this avoidance that can happen, whether it's super consciously or very subconsciously, as much as it sounds like all these little like bitter comments that don't really matter and you're having all these little arguments that don't really sound like it's a huge deal to your nervous system the reason why you're avoiding each other and living completely different lives is because it feels life-threatening the idea of breaking up so what I'm hoping you really hear out of this is that 
the avoidance that you're experiencing in your relationship because of all the discomfort and all the stress you've you've been experiencing isn't because you don't love each other it's because you care for each other so much and you're such a deep sense of support and safety for each other that the mere idea of breaking up scares your nervous system so much to death that you're subconsciously creating tons of ways in your life to avoid your relationship, whether it be working more, whether it be going for random drives, whether it be using substances like alcohol, marijuana. We've all been there. You join a program, you gain so much momentum, and as soon as the program is over, you lose all of it. Or you're working with a one-on-one coach and have so much fast and epic progress, but when you let the coach go, you find yourself a little lost and demotivated again. That isn't because you're broken or because the course that you did didn't work or the coach that you worked with wasn't good enough. It's just proof that things like connection, mentorship, and support are something that is meant to be a constant in our lives. We are always going to be growing. We are always going to be unfolding into the next best version of ourselves. And humans are social beings. We need help. We need reflection. We need co-regulation from like-minded and trusted individuals. And that's why I created Ritual. Ritual is a monthly membership where you can receive the consistent connection and support that you need in the form of group coaching calls, community practices, and community connection. When you join the monthly membership, you not only gain access to these incredible monthly experiences, but you also gain access to over 50 pre-recorded teachings and practices in the form of audio, video, and worksheets, and this inventory is ever-growing. I don't believe that connection and consistent support has to cost anyone thousands of dollars a month. And that's why Ritual is the most affordable offer I have. Because connection and community is your goddess-given right. If you're ready to receive the level of love and support that you deserve, go check out the link in the show notes or reach out to me on Instagram at jessembodied. Love you. And when you're in this space, which can sometimes even look like just watching TV together every single night as opposed to actually connecting, right? When you're in this space, the true healer of this whole experience is connection. But what often happens is when couples try and connect, is they're both trying to share their perspective and in the moment their perspective is that their partner is the problem like their partner's been ignoring them their partner's been doing this their partner's been doing that so every single time they try and repair this silent divorce this experience that we all go through in relationships especially long-term relationships the the connecting conversation becomes this blow up it's an explosion which is one of the two ways that this whole experience comes into completion either you have an emotional blow up and you share everything you've ever been thinking and everything you've ever been feeling and then you both need to repair from the trauma of experiencing that because at that point there's been so many hidden stories and so many hidden beliefs and so many hidden emotions because you've been 
so like just avoiding each other for so long and you kind of blow up and share everything in the moment and blame it on each other and that creates sometimes it can create a sense of connection because you're like wow my partner's telling me the truth finally and it can also really traumatize you because you learn all these judgments and all these beliefs that your partner has been feeling about you for a really long time and that is one of the wrong ways that it can result in and not wrong it's just it's just it's a result of the path that we're on right we're we're on we're in a downward spiral as we're explaining this path and that's one of the results and the other result is you avoid and you avoid and you avoid and you avoid and you separate because you start creating beliefs that your partner no longer cares anymore and that you no longer care to care anymore and and eventually you break it off yeah so as i'm explaining this as i'm sharing this i know it's uncomfortable to hear this i know like some of you may be listening to this and you may be experiencing this in your life and it's hard and it's difficult and it's wild and it's deep. Like we are fucking deep as humans. I really want you to think of the last time you lived in a house with someone, shared a car with them, shared a bank account with them, shared a food of fridge with them, shared a bed with them. The last time you experienced a relationship that intimate and that connected was your parents. Therefore, your nervous system and your mind and your body, the only way it knows how to relate to that is by thinking like, okay, how did we do it with mom and dad? How did we ask for what we wanted with mom and dad? How did we behave when mom and dad did X thing? Because like your nervous system is trying to create safety consistently for you. Your nervous system doesn't want you to thrive. It wants you to survive. So it's bringing up the past and saying, okay, we're going to use what we know as a tool in this scenario because in the past we went through a lot of pain. We went through a lot of crazy shit and we learned a lot of epic safety mechanisms to make sure that we're empowered. And that's why it's coming up in your relationship now. So yeah, I'm just going to sit with you in this energy for a moment. If you're feeling this, if this is hitting home. And I'm going to go into some stuff that can really help you understand repair. I'm not going to go into a bunch of specific tools and teachings on here, but I'm going to help you really understand what repair is going to take. And I'll break it into two core experiences or two core principles to have. And the first principle is understanding your partner is not your enemy. Like you're both going through this experience right now. You both have not only like a couple decades of family trauma, family experiences, family dynamics integrated into your subconscious mind and your nervous system that is causing you to behave in specific ways, but you have like generational shit integrated into your genetics that's also affecting the way that you behave, right? And they're feeling the pain that you're feeling. 
as much as they might be acting like they don't care and they might be avoiding or if they're getting mad and they're reacting intensely or if they're sad or any of it, any form of intense emotional reaction is because there's deep care and believe me, silence is an intense emotional reaction. Okay. So really understanding like, yeah, my partner's not my enemy. They're not out to get me. Your partner's not trying to attack you. Okay. Your nervous system might feel attacked. It might feel like it thinks your partner's attacking you, but all your partner is really trying to do is get what they want in order to feel safe, in order to feel loved, in order to feel seen, in order to feel included. Okay. They're not out to get you. So I'm hoping that this first principle can really allow you to come into your heart and be like, oh, okay, huh. Yeah, this person loves me and I love this person. Okay. The second principle is there there needs to be and I have like I spend 12 weeks with women in coaching courses ex- teaching this to them or we have let love in starting in October where it's a relationship coaching program for women. We have two calls that you do with your partner and I teach you communication techniques on how to really do this. But the second principle is there needs to be a space where you're having a conversation where you're taking full responsibility for your emotions and not blaming your partner. And what that really looks like is having I statements like I miss you. I'm hurting, I've been avoiding, I've been feeling pain, I've been feeling frustration, I've been feeling desire. Instead of saying, you've been avoiding, you've been pissing me off, you've been doing this wrong, you've been creating X thing in my life, right? Taking responsibility really shifts something in the relationship. And this is kind of a a piggyback off of this second principle is that your partner doesn't owe you anything. They don't owe you unconditional love. They don't owe you the ability to read your mind and guess what you need all the time. They don't owe you money. They don't owe you your house. They don't owe you cleaning. They don't owe you anything that they have already been giving you. Because here's the thing, they aren't your parent. The only person that was actually supposed to give you unconditional love is your parent. But even then, if your parent gave you unconditional love, you would probably still need that because you are actually the only person who can give you unconditional love. So every time you're seeking that from an external source, it's asking the impossible and it's expecting someone to give you something that they don't owe you. They don't owe you the ability to read your mind and guess the things that you need in your life like that's your job you're in control 
of knowing what you want and asking for what you desire in an empowered way and knowing your heart and knowing your mind and knowing your body. Okay? And what I love to do with my partner is we, instead of focusing on constantly taking and taking and taking and taking and then giving when we feel that we've already been given to, Right? There's like there's like this power dynamic that we can create in our relationships where we're like, well, I'm not going to bring him his food because he hasn't looked at me or touched me in days. That's where this all starts. Right? So if you can sit down and you can have a conversation with your partner and you're like, okay, every day I'm going to share three desires with you and you share three desires with me. And instead of focusing on like taking and receiving or expecting you to give me what I want... I'm going to look at the desires that you want met and I'm going to meet them unconditionally without expecting anything in return. And that creates an opening dynamic. That creates a trust fall dynamic, right? That creates a spiraling up energy and you start to create so much understanding for one another through that kind of practice. And you start to see that everything your partner does is surplus. The laundry, the food, the car cleaning, the kids, the money. Any, any little day-to-day task is like so much surplus. Because they don't owe you anything. They just fucking chose to be part of your life, to be here, to serve you, to love you, to care for you, to be with you, to be around you. So the more that we can really step out of this selfless place and we step out of a selfless place by first connecting to the pain within our body and soothing it by giving ourselves what we need. And then we can step into this this place where we can give our partners what they need. And if we can both do that as men and as women and as non-binary people in relationships coming together, that's where we start to create harmony and power and connection. Okay, my loves, it is time to close, close this off. I have to go host a powerful sacred circle. If this meant something to you, if this was something that awakened something within you, I invite you to share this with your partner. I invite you to share this with your friends that you know I've been going through this specific dynamic. I invite you to share this with your family members. Heck, share it with your mom and dad-in-law. Like, who are you recognizing are just in a state of disconnection and they're really needing a sense of repair? And if you're needing to go super deep you're needing this external source of how do we have these conversations how do we connect what practices do we do what things do we really need to step into how do we start to heal ourselves and fulfill our own needs and heal the inner part of ourselves that don't feel unconditionally loved that's when you reach out to me and i'm so ready to help you and if it's so deep and so intense that i'm not able to help you i have resources that can help you But the first step, honestly, that I have learned for my partnership is having an external source of support because we can get so lost in the emotion and in the intensity because relationships are the greatest spiritual experience. They are the craziest ayahuasca journey. They are a serious mushroom trip. 
because they bring up all the deepest parts of trauma because 99% of trauma is relational trauma. It happened through the miscommunications and the judgments and the challenges that you've happened with your, that you've experienced with partners, parents, friends, family. And relational trauma can only heal in relationship. Because the relationship brings it up, right? If you're terrified of balloons and have a deep fear of a balloon popping, you feel perfectly fine and aren't triggered if you're not at a birthday party. But as soon as you arrive at the birthday party and there's fucking balloons everywhere, that's when your nervous system reacts. And that's when you get to face the fear. It's the same thing with relationships, right? They bring up stuff. And there are people here to help you. And your relationship is a science. And there is a system that you get to move through. And I can support you with that with one-on-one coaching, two-on-one coaching if you want to work with me with your partner. I can support you if you are a woman who is wanting to get clear on her desires, know how to communicate her desires, know how to empower her man, know how to really let her man's love in then you can work with me and let love in. We have our next round of let love in launching in October. And if you are a man or a woman or a partner, we also have the Live Your Legacy retreat happening this September where you get to work with me in person where we're bringing you through somatic experiences where you're gonna be doing community-based somatic healing, where you're actually gonna be using the energy of a facilitator to help you reintegrate how to set boundaries, how to be you, how to fully express your authentic self in relationship. Okay, so I'm gonna close this off. I'm sending you so much love. All the links are in the show notes. Please review, please rate, and I hope you have such an amazing day.